Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today on the Let's Be Real podcast. Hope you've all had a great day so far. I'm Nane and I'll be your host for today's show and I'm joined here by both our Movie Games members, James and Kyan. Boys, how we doing? Well, I've come on to the, I think the last let, two Let's Be Real like, episodes that we've done and I all I've said is that I've seen Top Gun Maverick, I'm good. I've seen yeah. Jurassic World Dominion, I'm bad. <laughs> I'm mad, I'm sad, you know, I just all the negative emotions have really flown out of me today so yeah yeah Yeah. it's gonna be a while till another movie like top gun maverick really picks me up again so i feel like there was so much momentum going on throughout this year with all these yeah and then like jurassic good yeah yeah, jurassic world was like hold on just the bad movies exist as well reality is back (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) it's the brick wall thing and and lightyear did no justice so yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) kind how are you um i'm feeling the same as james i mean i feel like jurassic world kind of broke my momentum um, the life out of me yeah uh <laughs> i mean i found it fine at the time when i was watching it and then as it as it kept going yeah it got progressively worse and by the end of it i was like kind of a little bit i had like no hope yeah agreed so on the Let's Be Real podcast here, we cover the major and important news of the week within the entertainment industry, ranging from movies, TV, streaming, and more. So on today's episode, we'll be covering the first look at the Hunger Games prequel, Ted Lasso Season 3 to be its final season, Joker 2, which has just been confirmed, the Black Adam trailer, our thoughts on Miss Marvel Episode 1, and as always, our thoughts on Episode 4 of Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. and also the box office. Roundup for the weekend. Righto, lads, let's get into it. We've had our first look into the Hunger Games prequel title, which is called The Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes, Mouthful. And by first look, I mean it's pretty much just a title card reveal mm. and whatnot, you know. But it is based off a book um, similar to what Fantastic Beast was to Harry Potter. Not much has been released at this stage, but what do you think of this prequel announcement for Hunger Games? Well, I know that the casting surrounding it has um, the actress of um, uh, West Side Story. Um, Rachel Ziegler. R- Rachel Ziegler. I think she's the a character, a lead character in it. <laughs> Is that the chick from West Side Story? Or? Yeah, yeah, I just said, yeah, 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 yeah West Side Story. To, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought, sorry, I thought you said Westworld. My oh, bad. Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, yeah, she's, she's in it. She right. is Lucy, um, Grey Bird or something like that. Yeah. 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 So I think she's supposed to be a primary character in it. Bard. Um, which I guess will be interesting because, mm. you know, it's like, you know, if this is the sort of film where it's sort of like, it brings, I mean, I guess Rachel Ziegler's already established now, but it brings them into more into the mainstream. Um, then, you know, if, if the Hunger Games franchise is, franchise to do that then this will may do that for her mm. yeah um so that's interesting i mean the concept of, of it being a prequel mm. um you know i think is probably the natural direction uh, th- there's so much history behind the games themselves and the yeah. districts as well yeah mm. and the districts exactly mm. and i think that's probably the, the more interesting part to cover mm. yeah um oddly enough i think hunger games would work really well as a tv series um with the games being over a certain span of time i agree with that actually mm. yeah. yeah i do yeah. think that'd be interesting yeah um 
you know, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I feel like, you know, The Hunger Games is a one-time film in a sense, you know? As in just one film or just a franchise? Just just, just one film. I, right. I don't. I think, you know, replaying, you know, The Hunger Games themselves as like a, you know, a plot point through each film, it just doesn't work. Mm. Catching Fire is great. Don't get me wrong. It's probably my favorite yeah. of the series. But like, um, you had to like a... It, the whole plot re- revolved around like the 75th anniversary or some kind of anniversary wells yeah yeah yeah, yeah. To, to bring back old people and in, into it so it relied on that plot point to actually make it work mm-hmm. yeah. um i think it is only a one-time kind of movie thing to it and it is great um but you know kind's right here that, you know the intrigue is more on how you know this kind of you know society and you mm. know this culture sort of formed between you know different districts and how that all came together and i hope mm. that movie or this movie that's coming up really explores that. Um, but I am pleasantly supply- surprised that this isn't like um, a TV series because, mm. you know, when it comes to, you know, like IPs being used today, it's more ingrained in, you know, streaming and stuff like that. It's the yeah. easy choice in a yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know, I know this is Lionsgate. The, the series belongs to Lionsgate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where Lionsgate is in the streaming wars kind of era i feel like they paramount plus i think i think that's my guess i mean i think they have john wick under their belt Mm. as a thing as a basic as an ip i think they own john wick Lionsgate. yeah yeah Mm. they own uh knives out but then netflix took over that so yeah i I think it's one of those studios where like someone Mm. else can just like pretty much like yeah they, they play all sides but yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. in terms of my excitement and all of this i'm intrigued at the most I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that they can do something interesting with this and mm. we i think we're just gonna have to see if this that they can really pull something off like this because you know they made two great movies and they made two really really dull movies that just yeah. didn't really close it off or put it in a way that i really cared about in any any sense so yeah mm. yeah we're just going to see where they go with this uh franchise and if it really deserves to be a franchise to begin with because mm. they're really yeah. exciting films they are like i think yeah. the first and second hunger games are actually really good films they, they are agree, good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um you know as much as their target demographic is like young teens mm. they overcome that with actually like a surprising amount of like um sort of like serious drama yeah um that that isn't you know like specifically designed for mm. like young teenagers yeah it, it's like designed for adults as well mm. um so yeah. yeah again like i, I hope that they stick to th- that that tone yeah and, and what they sort of had there mm. the good parts yeah um i mean but yeah. like the title alone it's just it's such a mouthful i don't even know where they're going with this like mm. i well, don't know what it covers i probably yeah the, the, that be. that is the title of the actual novel uh, is, is there like a novel you know based before the hunger yeah. games or oh, and that's by the the author of the original hunger Games series i, I don't know i, right. I think I it probably works in the same way as yeah. game of thrones does where it, the first book is called the hunger games the second book is called um catching fire the third book is called mockingjay or something yeah um the ballads of uh songbirds and snakes yeah yeah i think it? it might just be like is it a, is it just like a single novel yeah yeah I think so. I think it's. I think it's very similar to um, right. Fantastic Beasts, as I yeah. said. Yeah, Su- Suzanne. Then it's not a good sign. Su- it's Suzanne very Col- bad. Suzanne Collins. So yeah, she she did the first 
Or okay. the original Hunger Games. Look, as long as Susan Collins is not doing her own screenplays, <laughs> I think we're in the clear. Don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> no, I, know I don't know doing. why I looked at you. <laughs> because I hate Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> yeah. Reading up on it now, it's actually a very, very recent book. It released during COVID, 19th of May 2020. Oh, wow. So it's not wow. something that's established like in history. It's it's very, very recent. Mm. And um, it's been greenlit for... The movie for a movie already, yeah. but yeah, wow. so okay, that'll, that'll be interesting. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they just make it either one or two movies. I don't know how thick the book is, but hopefully, it's not a five year or five film plan. Well, she could have more books planned. She mm. could, yeah, yeah. Because it got she to could. a point with um, Harry Potter where it was like, it wasn't like the movies were catching up or anything, but it was mm. like um, while the movies were coming out, she was still writing. The she books. was. She yeah. she knew the ending though, and yeah. I think she only told Alan Rickman at the time, so... Yeah. Yeah. To see it come to fruition. Yeah, like, only him she, and, like, yeah. probably the producers. Yeah, and, and, like, when it was, like, going along. It's a big, big thing, yeah. And yeah. Just to bring it all together, eh? It's great how much trust, like, a writer has in, like, an actor like Alan Rickman just yeah. to, like, tell him the ending of well, this. Well, you know Snape's kind of ending, yeah. so he kind of yeah. had to play yeah. in that kind of capacity. He felt he needed something to yeah. work with there. Yeah. To, yeah. Oh. Miss Alan Rickman. Um, but yeah. yeah. I'm pretty much the same thoughts as you guys. Like, mm. I, you'd pretty much shook the words out of my mouth when you said the word intrigued. I'm more intrigued yeah. to, see, to see how this goes. Like, mm. And what you said, like, I'd very like to see how... I haven't read the book, so I'm not sure if this is exactly what they tackle, but I'd actually like to see how the Hunger Games actually came about. You know, like, mm. the first Hunger Games, how these districts, 13 districts, came... Yeah. 13? 12? Mm. Hmm? Is it 13 or 12 districts? I feel like there's and 12, but... 12. I yeah, feel like there's 13 the last one is that's 13. like even like... Yeah. Yeah, a worse district. Yeah. Now, how these districts came about and then mm. how this idea of the Hunger Games, you know, came to fruition. Yeah. So that, that, that'll be something I'd want to see from a Hunger Games prequel. But, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. If there's yeah. any book readers out there, head over to Instagram and tell us what it's actually about <laughs> correct us if we're wrong or be like yeah boys you got that spot on <laughs> all right next up and it is sand news here at movie games and that is that ted lasso's upcoming third season is going to be its final so lads i'm sure we're all sad about this news here but what mm. are you expecting to see in the third season um what am i expecting to see I mean, like, we kind of know where the characters are going. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on how, you know, the person that said this was Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent in the yeah. Ted Lasso series. And, you know, um, Jason Sudeikis has said that, I know, uh, uh, another important piece of the Ted Lasso series has said it as well. But, you know, this is, you know, Apple TV's, you know, it's their flagship show you know it's it's the it's one of them emmys and stuff as well. yeah, yeah it's the biggest one it's winning all the awards it's getting nominated for everything everybody loves it you know it's bringing so much to it so i don't know if it's going to end based on just brett goldstein's comments because you know if they say hey you know five million episode like you're gonna do it or not yeah are they gonna say no or not i mean i can't i can't yeah. take i can't take these comments as like full um you know confirmation that yeah that it's going to be cancelled um but you know we're seeing all these like you know these big pieces of the show saying that it's the final one it was planned to be three seasons and i can appreciate that 
I can appreciate that, that there is a vision from start to finish here, but I, I think it's the wrong it's the wrong decision. You know, I mean, whatever we are going to see, I think you can do so much more with it. It, it yeah. feels like a, you know, a, a five season kind of show. And, you know, I think it's, it's just a show that needs to be around right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, it's at least the show for me it's it's been you know extremely you know influential in, in a positive way it's it's really helped me uh sort of it's like yeah. a comfort food uh, yeah 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 it, it's it's made me comfort uh you know uh, yeah whatever um made me mm. comfort um and <laughs> you know it, it's been a big part of um me making really big decisions in my life right of now and you know it's uh, it, it's helped me through that and you know, i thought about the show you know, just before this news dropped that, you know, like, I mean, I was going through a little bit of a tough time integrating into my new job and all that kind of stuff. And I thought TLS would be a really good comfort show to just sort of watch and just relax after the work day and just sort of ease out of that. And so, mm-hmm. um, it, it's one of those shows that I think is just so positive and good. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those shows that we don't see or TV or, or like film, sorry, that, you know, we don't see these days anymore. You know, everyone's, yeah. everyone wants all the characters to die or everything bad to happen that could be possible. But Ted Lasso is just, you know, it's, it thrives on optimism, you know, positivity, hope, belief, all those kind of things. And I can't really actually recall a single piece of media that is focused on those themes. Mm, good. Yeah. Just, just pure good. And, you know, in, in the world we live in now, we all know there's so much issues, so much problems going on. I think people need a show like this to just keep them in, keep them sane for just the next few years. And, you know, I don't want to take away a vision or, um, you know, a, an idea of like, you know, a start to finish that they've planned in the head for years before this. But like, if you're making so much people like happy and positive getting through these tough times then why, why are you going to stop at three yeah. yeah so what i'm expecting next season i just i hope it's not the end i hope they can continue it on but what we saw from the end of season two well, there's going to be something there's going to be some big revelations and sort of there's definitely going to be tension yeah there's going to be a lot of tension yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I felt from sort of season two onward that there was, I, I don't know if this is Jason Sudeikis, but I, I, I believe it's probably, probably is him. I feel like there's this dart to the finish line for him. Um, he, he kind of wants to be done with this for some reason. Mm. Um, I got this impression just, just because of how much they were, I felt like they were rushing through Ted's character um and his past issues and those sorts of things yeah um i feel like as you said five seasons probably feels more adequate to, mm. to what the series is um however you know look if if it comes from a place where he feels like um five seasons would exhaust the character um then fine that's his choice um better to probably end it early on a high then stretch it out on a low mm. yeah. um yeah. however you know i kind of agree with you i don't think ted lasso is the kind of character that you get sick of anytime soon he's the mm. kind of character that you just want around as comfort yeah you come back to mm. you know and, and and it's and it's that sort of thing it's like 
I guess it's in a way, it's like The Office. It's like, yeah, sure, okay, it's a comedy, it's cringe um, at times, <laughs> his cringe comedy. But you you come back to it as a place of comfort because yeah. it's like, it's this tight group, uh, tight-knit group of people where you feel comfortable and mm. you feel sort of like you, you know their characters, you know them. Yeah. In a way. Mm. Um, you know, look... I'm happy to go along with whatever the the writers and the showrunners think is the right decision. Yeah. Um, and if it ends early, it ends early. Um, if it goes to four or five seasons or six seasons or ten, then great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I ultimately have no real strong opinion on it. Yeah. yeah. For me, I can see both sides, really. I think that's my opinion with most things, is that mm. I, 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 I know that see, like TV series start to go downhill after the third season yeah. it's it's when they lose ideas yeah, yeah like, like mm. it's we've seen across mm. so many like tv series like one two three great seasons and then they mm. go to a fourth and it's just you know they, i mean i mean i disagree with that i mean you know friends big bang theory office how much they had good like five good seasons there and then they yeah. start to taper off a bit i think it's when they lose ideas and like community yeah. um Something like that, it, it kind of lost steam at, you know, yeah. third, fourth season or so. Yeah. I think it's just the ideas that they have. And if they have, where, where they feel forced, I think that's when they sort of, they go down in quality. So, I mean, yeah, yeah in terms of what you're saying here, you know, yeah. if they have no ideas for season four in this, then they're probably going to go on like what you're thinking here when they go down. Yeah. Yeah. Me personally, I like to just see this as a four season run, you know, like... Mm. This third season is pretty much going to be Nate up against Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> and Nate mu- the Great? Uh, yeah. Nate, Nate, Nate the Once Was Great. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like, it's... Like, the, the end goal of Ted Lasso, like, from what I want to see, is just see Richmond win... What is it? The Champions League? The yeah. the Premier League, yeah. Premier League, yeah. Pr- Premier yeah. League, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty much the end goal. And mm. it was at the end of the first season where it was just like, get back up relegated up yeah and then we'll win the whole damn what is it fucking thing was that yeah 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 yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. and then that i hope that the day that they deliver on that promise but i don't think they can do it in three seasons exactly it's it's extremely rushed i mean even like two seasons it has to like the premier league's extremely competitive Mm. and the reason why i don't see this going anytime soon despite the comments from like massive people you know that are part of planning this whole series they just signed a deal with premier league up to like i think a million dollars where they could use oh, yeah um the the titles of teams and sort Logos, of those kits yeah stuff yeah. like that so and that that's a big deal to put in there and you know mm. if it's apple's you know, biggest tv show they're gonna put the money into yeah people apple would around. be silly not to do so yeah. um, so um, we'll um, see unless it's like a huge episode count like i don't know like 20 25 like yeah, but it's always three. been very minimal yeah. ted lasso yeah, yeah short episode short yeah. season yeah. yeah i understand that but like mm. if, if they did that and the way that they justify that is making mm. it like extended over 20 that would be great that episodes. would be fine i think that they could do that yeah yeah, yeah. sad news regardless if Absolutely. it is true yeah right next topic is todd phillips has recently announced this week that joker 2 is all but confirmed with joaquin phoenix set to reprise his role as the joker mm-hmm. so lads what what are our thoughts on this announcement and what would you personally like to see from the sequel hmm well i think the um the original joker is very much it's kind of like 
own self-enclosed sort of thing. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that doesn't demand a sequel, which is... Yeah. It's bizarre to see that there is one, and that mm. Joaquin Phoenix even has accepted mm. a sequel. I-, I feel like the script needs to be quite superb for it to actually be accepted by him yeah yeah, Yeah. by him um i personally don't think the first film has a super super amazing script Mm. i think it's good yeah um i think joaquin phoenix carries it Mm -hmm. yeah um 100 didn't want to ask for it yeah good um and i think that ultimately whatever the sequel is needs to build upon the character in a way that we haven't seen before because i don't just want you know um you know arthur fleck is it arthur fleck yeah yeah as his his similar self Mm. i i want a a full-fledged full fuller bodied version of him yeah and i want something that has has different things to overcome mm. because ultimately this what this the first film was was a a story of a guy sort of overcoming his own mental issues mm-hmm. and attempting to become a symbol of something yeah. not necessarily a symbol of good obviously yeah um, a symbol of chaos and or you know, bad and that sort of thing yeah and his head is good mm-hmm. but um you know he, whatever this film is it needs to be a continuation of that idea and it needs to build upon it in a way that feels new yeah Yeah. because i don't want i don't Mm. want joker 2 from joker 2 i want something different than Mm. joker 2 yeah i mean i agree with you um for the most part there um i always knew this was going to come it Mm. was it was always going to happen you know it's the most profitable comic book based movie of all time that's more true. than in-game yeah 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 oh joker yeah yep. yeah more than in-game that's, yeah. Actually sh- that's crazy yeah. yeah so they're obviously gonna do it and i i think i read reports about two years ago that they were trying to offer 50 million to joaquin, joaquin phoenix i think i saw those reports too yeah. yes so i think they've probably upped that amount and probably provided a here's a good screenplay so mm. i think it's probably a bit of both that he's come on board for this and that they're gonna do it um I don't think Todd Phillips is the one to really execute this at the, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. He, many did hang over one, one to three and they were all very, very much in quality. And as you say, Joaquin Phoenix really carries the Joker movie. Mm-hmm. Without him, the movie does not work at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. As for Joker 2, I was always under the belief that Joker could not work without Batman. He always needed, he always needed that certain you know the antithesis antithesis mm-hmm. of him to really um make it a compelling story where it could actually work but you know we, we saw arthur fleck turn to the joker throughout joker and that's why it worked once he is joker how can it work otherwise like are we just gonna see him doing bad stuff what's the obstacle for him is it just the Gotham police? Like, I, I, I don't know. So, I don't know how this is going to, like, unravel or work in a sense. Um, but at the end of the day, I was pessimistic towards the Joker mm. um, until I saw the trailers and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. So, I'm a little bit reserved with this one. I'm a little bit excited, you know. To uh, see what they can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want to see how this, how this goes. And, you know, to see Joaquin Phoenix come into that role again 
it'd be quite exciting. Um, like, I kind, I, I, I want, you know, like, you know, the multiverse kind of Joker thing that everyone's sort of going about right now. Mm. You know, Willem Dafoe and all that kind of stuff coming back. Um, you know, Jared Leto to make a little Joker multiverse, but um, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I just for a moment there, I just thought of Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> it's Morbin time. Oh no. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope it doesn't go that route. But like, I figured like that. I don't know where else you can really go with the Joker story without Batman as a yeah. presence in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like um, you know, you have this. The first Joker movie, is, uh, first Joker film is is him sort of establishing his ideas as the Joker. You know his his moral, his code, is, how he gets there, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose in the second one, you could probably he could make a name for himself in a sense. But I don't know. Like it's it's sort of like the the only way. Like in my head, and I feel like the same way as you. It's like mm. it's almost like the only way you can envision a sequel is him sort of just like going around and doing crimes. And like yeah. running around in circles, doing the same. Like, sort of what's thing. the main obstacle for the character? Yeah, yeah, because exactly. he's established as a Joker. So, yeah. what? Who's he butting heads against? Like, there's no villain. Yeah, because he is the villain. Yeah, and are they going to have the hero in there? Like, yeah. name, what's your name? What's your? What, what do you think? Yeah, you pretty much said it. Where mm. um, Joker doesn't really exist mm. without Batman, yeah. and the first Joker was fine because it was literally him. Becoming that iconic character. Getting but, to that character. Well, he, yeah. the villain was himself, in a sense. Like, that, that was his obstacle. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But the, the whole point of the first one was him going from, like, a comedian to a psychotic clown. Mm-hmm. And we saw that at the end. But with this, it, it really depends if they jump in time. Because if they don't jump in time and Bruce Wayne's still, like, a little 10-year-old, I'm not on board. Mm. But, not really? Yeah. Mm. But if they jump yeah. in time... I don't know. I can't even say 10 years because he would be like, what? oh, 20 would be justifiable. Uh, if they jump in time by five years, it's, it's and not. And it's Robert Patterson as the Batman? That would be actually pretty cool, personally. I would, it doesn't I would, make I would, sense, though. But I would like that um, secondary universe, in a sense. Yeah. Of Joaquin so, so, so. Phoenix as Batman versus Robert Patterson's Batman. Oh, sorry, Joaquin Phoenix as Joker versus Robert Pattinson's um. Batman. Batman, yeah, I th- I think you know you got Joker and the Batman, two good good movies, yeah, and then you could make a, like a little separate little universe outside of DCU, and I think that would be. Great. It's just it's kind of perplexing to me that um, that in the Batman they would establish a new Joker, like it, like you know I'm sure Barry Cogan or um, would. Oh yeah, Keegan, no, I'm Keegan sorry. Yeah, I, did, I forgot about that. I, I, <laughs> I actually forgot they put him as yeah. the new Joker. And look, yeah. like I'm sure, like he does a fantastic job as this rendition. However, you've established him now. Yeah, and, and, and that just immediately kind of like ruins all potential chances of these two universes mm. colliding, which would be awesome. Yeah, because yeah. they're both very grounded versions of the characters. That they're good people, actors. Yeah, and yeah, they're great actors, and they want people people want to see together. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It would make uh, Barry Keegan's, uh, you know, performance limited performance sort of like redundant in a sense in a sense look yeah, i want to yeah. see his version uh, i do um, yeah yeah but, you're, but you're right I, I completely forgot about barry keegan being a sort of you know joker in, in a sense yeah so well they seemed apprehensive to even add him to begin with 
like and they had taking the, away that deleted the scene, scene which yeah. is a great scene and you know um you know just having him as a sort of like in credit scene in a sense yeah i'd rather see him at the end of the day yeah. barry keegan sort of get his time yeah it was here's a different joker but anyway back to what i think of this film. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> off on the tangents it's, there sorry it's fine it's fine like you pretty much said that like batman works best against a joker and there's no joke without batman it's literally yin and yang you know mm. push and pull mm-hmm. joker's the one that's trying to pull batman into the darkness and batman's the one that's trying to push away and be like no mm-hmm. and and that's pretty much what works we've already seen joker established as the joker at the end of the first film i don't know where they can go without having batman there I mean, yeah, it's pretty much what I was saying. It's say. just I yeah. don't want a different for Batman from yeah. from this, whatever this is. Um, mm. Unless this version is the inspiration, which I've heard a lot for the actual Joker. What does that mean? It means that I don't. It, it, it means yeah. that yeah. it means that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker mm. is I don't know. Look, I mean, like, he's, he's a primordial. He's, version. Yeah, he, he, he's like watered down, mm. and then the person that's like watching mm. Joaquin Phoenix phoenix's joker mm. gets inspired and then just takes that you know notch up yeah and becomes more psychotic they sort of infer that in the gotham tv series don't they where it's sort of like um uh, look i don't remember the character's name um but he he's kind of like a a joker-esque character at the beginning jerome or jeremiah Jer- jerome yeah. um i think it's oh what was the other one jeremiah yeah, I don't know the difference between those two. Sorry. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're twins on that one. Which is the first one? I actually can't remember. Yeah. Because they both sound slimmer, but I, I, I understand where you come with that. I think it's Jerome. But um, say the first one there, he's more of like the inspiration for the second one as then, being the true quote unquote Joker. Yeah. And then the twin takes it over. Yeah, the twin takes it over, yeah, in a sense. Yeah. So yeah, I guess actually when you, what you're saying there makes sense. Where it's like this is actually a character that isn't the Joker. Yeah, um, he's just Joker. Mm. He's just the inspiration. Yeah, for yeah. the Madman Clown. Mm. Yeah. To see. but who knows? There's no release date yet, and there's probably no more casting announcements besides Walking Phoenix. But I guess we'll find that on time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see. It'll come. Yeah. All right, next topic is that we finally got our first proper trailer for Black Adam, which stars The Rock, which is Dwayne Johnson, and it is set to release in August later this year. So, lads, we've seen the trailer. What are your thoughts on Black Adam? Um, You know, honestly, I sat down. I was like, okay, I've seen these teasers. I've seen what it was from the... Um, uh, yeah, DC, DC Con, what is it called again? Um, that DC Comic Con sort of thing. Oh, DC Fandom. Uh, DC Fandom. That's the one, yeah. Um, there was a lot of hype surrounding it. You know, yeah. it's like, um, you know, Black Adam's a dark character. Yeah. He's this, he's that, he's this. They're establishing this. And I watched this trailer and I'm sort of like, eh, he's, <laughs> he's not as dark as I thought. He's a little more heroic than I thought. And he's a little more generic than I thought, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll probably think it's fine. Yeah, look, I just, uh, I watched this just before, you know, we met here for a Let's Be Real recording session. Um, I, I thought I had interest in this, 
but you know this was you know early in the week and i just sort of i didn't i didn't really care about watching the trailer it didn't really interest me at all mm-hmm. and you know watching the trailer i'm 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 happy to say i made the right decision there because it's the most generic boring trailer that i've ever seen mm-hmm. um yeah. i am extremely intrigued to see the rock in a superhero movie because he feels he has that you know sort of physical presence to really bring that to a role unlike a lot of you know actors that come into that kind of role so Mm. i just want to see him be able to you know see what he can bring to that kind of role so i'm excited for that as for the story here it doesn't really seem like it i don't really know what angle or direction they're really going with it and it doesn't really, you know, intrigue me from what I saw from the trailer. So it all just seems much more generic than we got from Shazam. And, you know, they have to meet up at some point because, you know, it's a kind of like doppelganger villain that mm. to Shazam. So, yeah, it's just, it was just really bland and kind of disappointing. So, I mean, I, I hope there's a little bit more like something special in store here that we haven't seen yet and they're just saving the good parts for the best but like yeah i mean the rock does what he does generic movies yeah i I feel like um there is really kind of two directions for the rock here the place is sort of heroine um kind of charming guy or he plays the uh absolute arsehole Um, i've only seen it once and it's in doom yep so have i um and I think he does a fantastic job in Doom. He does. As the absolute arsehole. And that was his early career, and ever since he's just been the good guy. The good guy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I would prefer to just see him as a straight uh, villain, in a sense. Just a straight-up villain. Um, this absolutely. anti-hero business, I, I don't think is right for him. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't th- I don't see him as a superhero um, sort of actor, and I don't really view him that way. I, I don't think he has that presence about him in my opinion fair enough yeah i i, I agree in a sense yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm a bit annoyed about this you know from from that first trailer almost pisses me off because black black adam is essentially the joker to shazam mm-hmm. you know it's like the big bad yeah and, st- and stuff like that and from what we saw we're gonna get another anti-hero fucking bullshit which mm. we've seen with venom and venom mm. is not an anti-hero in any regards yeah if you read the actual comics like and i feel the only reason why we're going to get this is because of the rock and he needs to be portrayed as that good slightly good guy yeah slightly yeah. good guy. i mean it was pretty cool to see like you know black adam actually punch a plane down while it was mid flying mm. like that actually so that showed that black adam-esque yeah. character to him but from what i see i just see venom all over again you know we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get this anti-hero story where it's not an anti-hero story black adam is not a good guy in any respect there is no redeeming redeeming factor from him he is a bad bad guy he's isn't out he, there to kill you yeah. but isn't he classified as an anti-hero like later on in the comics but i feel like mm. in any comic any mm. respective comic you can almost see someone as an anti-hero or someone who is like has a complicated past that could be it's like not their fault but he's meant to be like a venom in a sense i mean venom's on the guardians of the galaxy oh man does he he's an anti-hero <laughs> oh, at, at the end of the day uh, i don't know uh, like the movie's portrayed in a re- weird way um but you know like but, but that's like yeah. down the line like yeah where, where venom's been explored mm. and there's been yeah. like 
multiple mm. decades for that. Black Adam, mm. you introduce him first up. He should be a bad guy because he's literally born up towards Shazam versus Black Adam. Yeah, but I mean, Dwayne Johnson's one of the most highest profile actors in all Hollywood. He has a contract in the Fast and Furious movies that he can't be, you know, beat up or cut up, you know, to a certain point because for reasons. No, it's not on a part of that franchise. So. Yeah, 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 I know. But like, it, it just, it makes me wonder the influence he may have on the DC universe. Yeah. Hey, I can't be this evil because then audiences, audiences may, you know, perceive me differently kind of thing. Yeah. He may have some influence where Black Adam has to be a little bit more hero than villain. I mean, to be... Like, you brought those um, points up, but mm. pretty much the main comic book character that he was gunning for and is really pushing for is Lobo. And Lobo is a fucking psychotic thing. Yeah. You know? Like, more yeah. psychotic than Black Adam. Yeah. And he didn't get that, so he went to Black Adam, which is obviously a second fall. Yeah, look, I don't actually think this is <clears throat> The Rock stipulating this. I think that this is ultimately a studio I, thing. Yeah, I think so too. I think The Rock yeah. actually does want to play a villain. I think he's excited to play a, a sort of villainous type character. And I'd love to see him play a villain. I mean, we mentioned yeah. it before Doom. Like, in Doom. He was great, yeah. he was great in like, Doom. I, I, like, I'm not even joking right now. Mm. I think that's the best role he's been in. Like, oh. I can't think of a role oh. that is more impactful to me than seeing him in Doom because I actually kind of feel something. Jungle Cruise? <laughs> I was gonna say good iron no, steelbook. Like, <laughs> don't mention that I'm trying to buy the steelbook of Jungle Cruise. It's still, a character that I mm. just don't feel much for. Fair um, yeah. Look, I'm not saying he's a well-written character in yeah. Doom, but I'm saying his performance in yeah. it mm. is such that you kind of hate him. You're yeah. like, well, you are a bastard, mm. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and and I I don't know if you guys watched um, wrestling. WWE back in the day nope. but but when the rock was at his peak he was at his peak when he was a villain and mm. he was what you just said kind he was a dick he was an arsehole and that and that's what like gained the you know aud- yeah. audience to him that's what made him like one of the biggest WWE superstars of all time was because of that and then mm. they turn him to face which is the good character or good guy and he took that role with up uh, up in arms you know yeah. but like his his main thing was always being a bad guy Mm. And that's what people loved about him. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm real, sh- I'm real surprised we don't see that yeah. more from movies. This is a studio yeah. thing. This yeah. is a studio thing. In my, in my opinion, it's a studio thing. I think that The Rock probably does want to play this villainous character, but for whatever reason, you know, marketing research shows that you know, like you, you have to have at least some sort of redeeming quality to you in order for it to capitalize x amount upon the audience mm. um so in that sense you're like i get it from a studio perspective but at the same time i feel it's strange to me that despite how many um anti-hero slash villainous characters and films they seem to want to make mm. they inevitably end the anti-hero perspective even joker it's yeah. all sympathetic towards him yeah. yeah it's like oh our society is the problem mental health structures mm. he's a victim of it yeah um yeah. and it, and it's sort of like there's never like this is just a bad a bad person you know mm. it's never that yeah yeah agreed although the one redeeming thing about this is that shazam 2 releases later this year so hopefully there's like a post-credit scene where we'd actually see you know Black Adam up I mean, we, we'll, it'll be yet to be seen you know. whether that's actually redeeming or not. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Or, or, or sort of like, oh, God. Yeah. You know, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I feel you might, meet, might be on the money on that, but enough of Black Adam and The Rock for now. Let's move on to something a bit more positive, which is Miss Marvel. Her oh. 
show, first tra- uh, episode came out uh, last week, mm-hmm. and it was pretty surprising, you know, based from the marketing. It wasn't exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. So, p- simply put, what's your guys' opinion on this? Yeah. Um, look, I thought this was an awesome TV series. Yeah. Um, like, uh, the from that first episode, like... Okay, from, from from what I had seen in the trailer, mm. it, it seemed to be, like, almost artificially stylish. Like, because when you watch the trailer, it looks as though they're just, like, drawing on top of whatever it is they're making. We've so, seen it before in MCU stuff, so yeah, yeah I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, it, it almost seems as like they're just, like, adding artificial style and something that, like, wasn't constructed for it, wasn't mm. constructed for that style. Yeah. But watching this TV series, I mean... It's it's almost like a flawless mm. integration of yeah. style and like storytelling. Mm. It's so yeah. well done and so well told and so well structured. Um yeah. it, it really kind of blew me away, to be honest. Mm. Um you know, to me it's up there with Loki in terms of like its interesting style. Yeah. Um it it yet, yet to be seen whether it reaches Loki's sort of dynamic storytelling and strange storytelling mm. and sort of like interesting characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see that in the weeks to come. It's fair. Um, but whatever style they've based now mm. from what we see from episode one is extremely impressive. Yeah. And uh, I want to see more of it. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. I mean, for me, I was always uh, interested in, you know, Miss Marvel joining the MCU then I saw the trailer and trailer two and stuff like that. And I just it killed my interest instantly. It just didn't hype me at all. And it was just sort of, you know, it actually made me less excited for this. That trailer was not yeah. good. Not at all. Yeah. It doesn't represent what this is in any way, but you know, we were given, you know, the screeners to episode one and two, mm-hmm. none of us ended up watching it. We just didn't have the time. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm regretting that decision now. I wish I made Same. the time to watch I, I wanna it. I want to watch episode right, episode two right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think, just, um, days and you can. <laughs> I, I think the series, you know, stylist, stylistically, I think is, you know, pretty great so far. Yeah. Really interesting ways to, you know, unravel the dialogue and sort of, you know, put everything, you know, to the screen. Um, I thought, you know, at least uh, culturally, I thought everything was pretty accurate. I mean, um, from my personal experiences, it, it seemed very, uh, you know, genuine in terms of what it was telling and how the dynamics between different relationships really worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I know MCU loves to, they love to open up a series really, really well yeah. and then not be able to close the landing. Yeah. So I do not know if this, this series will actually do that. But, um, you know, this is one of, this has probably been one of the best first episodes of a MCU Disney Plus series. So I hope that it continues that sort of momentum towards the final episode. What I like is that it's not, it's not, um, what's the word it's not sort of promising something big mm. whereas with something like um you know moon knight loki wonder vision these are television series that are promising a finale that is like kind of bizarre and big and epic and not epic necessarily but like something that 
is boggles your mind mm. yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Whatever the series is, it's not, it's clearly not promising that mm. it's promising a sort of a teenage girl's perspective on gaining power, superpowers, how she deals with that throughout her cultural experience. Mm. And what, whatever it is that you get from that series, um, that's all it has to tackle. Like yeah. it, it doesn't have to tackle these big things. Yeah. This mind boggling twist. Yeah. Um, so in a sense, it set itself up better because I, it has absolutely. a lower bar. I, I do agree with that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was pleasant surprised about this episode. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the first trailers. Like I'm sure. I, I, I think really, we all agreed on that sense. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure in private chats, one of us said like, this is going to be like one of the most rotten things from mcu property yeah, yeah. and i'm pretty sure there's words that came out of my mouth for that <laughs> but yeah i was pretty surprised i watched the first episode for the first time yesterday and i actually enjoyed it like yeah that's great like just just it's enjoyable vi- yeah yeah like visually mm. it's fantastic it, like yeah. like is it low bar but like drive the wimpy kid it did those like you know like those were artistic stuff on the side where you saw the thoughts of the actual main character yeah mm. like this did exactly that like but 10 times better. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, the whole side of animation is like a side of building mm. and like the, just a light bulb, like above Camilla Khan's like head. Yeah. And that like, you could see what was going through her head mm. visually on like, yeah. just yeah. the most random of objects. And I hope we see a lot more of that in more creative ways as well. Yeah. It seemed like the kind of series that, um, like, you know how these MCU series, like notoriously like $200 million. Mm. Yeah. Um, it seemed like the kind of series that was like, Instead of putting all this money into CGI, we're going to put it all into like cinematography and filmmaking and yeah, lighting. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's nice. And yeah. staging and those sorts of things. Like the things that like really catch your eye and are like, wow, this is high quality. Great. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I also like how it didn't really tease or show a big bad. Like, from, yeah. Like, from, there's um, kind of nothing in there. Yeah. From, yeah. from all the MCU properties we've had, bar what if, because. I wouldn't really count that until no. like the mm. later episodes. Like pretty much from the first episode, you've been teased a big bad. Pretty much the big bad for this is her parents, you know. But mm. that—that's just the culture of you know the Pakistanis, Indians, and that sort of area of Asia. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's, it's literally that. Exactly. <laughs> I can speak for that because I'm one of them. But you mm. know, it, that that's literally what it is. And it. Yeah. Hopefully, there is a bigger like bad in that where mm. like pushes her to that or it could just be like her trying to be exactly like captain marvel you mm. know yeah yeah and that and then like captain marvel like i don't know at the end like sees her like this and, like oh, okay i can change you mm. and then we go into the marvels the film tie-in yeah, yeah it's like a good that. tie-in so some yeah. interesting directions to go for the series i think mm-hmm. yeah 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 all right next topic and seeing that we've already discussed it in our past two episodes of this podcast Episodes one and three, we've discussed this already. Mm. So Keep it going. <laughs> might as well get the trend going off episode four, and I'm talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Lads, episode four, what are your thoughts, James? Let's kick us off. Don't know. <laughs> How, do don't, you? How do you go first and don't know? I don't care. I'm just, I'm so over this series, man. Yeah. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Each episode just hurts. It's more demoralizing as yeah. it goes on. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's actually starting to have, like, a, a little bit of an emotional toll on me. I mean, I forget about it, of course, but, like, it, it's really hard to see how a series I was so excited for 
something I wanted for years yeah. just not be good. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and not an exploration of the Obi-Wan character that I know and just completely unfocused all over the place, just making just writing scenes for scene and having it none of it all connect together having no you know themes being explored here just sort of you know fuck yeah i just i feel that i'm so done with the show man and it's just like like i kept saying to you guys like first two episodes it, it can find its feet yeah first two episodes all right, I can still find its feet and get, I can get to that final position. No. Nah. Yeah. I, I just don't see any resolution now. It's too far gone. It's too distracted. Um, you know, unless the final two episodes are Obi-Wan in every scene where, you know, you actually explore its character. No. Yeah. I just think it's over. I think it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a bad series. It's failed and the experiment's done. Well, there is talks of season two. I don't care about it. It doesn't matter. Two. I mean, it, yeah. you're, you're yeah, already ruining done. my favorite Star Wars character already. So why do it a second time for me? You know? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just. My thoughts are wearing thin with this series because I keep coming here, you know, every Monday and just saying negative things about a series I was very excited for. It's, it's, yeah. it's not something I like to do, you know? So. Hopefully next next week I have some a little bit <laughs> better things to say to it. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah, look, I've pretty much felt the same way from episode. I guess I mean because the first two episodes released at the same time. Mm. Um, I, I felt the same since those first episodes, where like right off the bat I did not feel it. Like there, there wasn't there wasn't a sense of momentum. Mm. There wasn't a sense of growth that I was feeling. It felt, I think the perfect word you just used is distracted. Like, it it feels distracted. And yeah, I don't even absolutely. know what it's distracted by. Mm. But it just feels like it's not focused on the important thing. Which is, like, Obi-Wan, where he stands, yeah. and, like, and those sorts of things. It just seems to be just, like, weirdly meandering. And, like making the most bizarre illogical story structural mm. decisions it's ultimately the writing like it's clear it's the writing absolutely yeah because you know look there's nothing wrong with um you know uh ewan mcgregor or um the the, the woman who plays the, the third sister yeah, as an actress Moses like, Ingram yeah she, she yeah. she's a good actress I think and I think everyone's acting to high caliber including the child that plays Princess Leia yeah, yeah. as a child actress she's 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 perfectly fine mm. but it, it just comes down to that writing yeah and that structure and it's just what is like I, I'm constantly baffled I'm like sitting there and I'm watching it I'm like what is happening mm. like, what's going on right now like who who approved this yeah um and it, and it's getting like seemingly decent praise by, by critics. critics it's just yeah. bizarre everyone else has gone against us from what i've seen you know on twitter and facebook and stuff like that everyone's not liking what's happening so yeah. I, the praise from critics so this will be the diehard friends yeah but look, uh, yeah. look you know like star wars is a notoriously divisive property you yeah. know you get people who like think the last jedi is the worst thing that ever happened to mankind and you know, it's, and, and, and it's like come 
calm down, calm yeah. down a bit. You know, yeah. it's it's not that bad. But but at the same time, it's sort of like you get some of these things where you you sort of like, what are you doing with this property? Mm. Like you don't even understand what you're doing with this property, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, when when that first trailer dropped, you guys saw how excited I was, and it's probably the most excited I've been on this podcast. <laughs> you know, like I was so hyped for that, and now like we're four episodes in, and it's just like it's like a stinker, you know, like. It, 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 it takes the wind out of you. Yeah. It's just, mm. it's, it's like you had so high hopes for this character, which everyone wanted to see, like whether it be a movie or TV series. And we mm. finally got that. And we saw those trailers and we're like, shit, yeah. yes, this looks amazing. Mm. And then you get these four episodes and I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, hopefully for, you know, episodes five and six, we have a new hope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I would do want to comment on that, but I don't think we will have a new hope. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the brutal truth. Sadly, yeah. yeah. And we'll promise great, like, great thing is, you know, like Hayden Christensen was coming back and we've seen him for less than 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, look, if, we if, might if see he, more of him, but I don't think it'll be satisfying. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, they've already blown their load in that 30 episode. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. and then I what from what I feel, the entire this entire series should have been building up to that confrontation mm. between them. Too. Yeah, it should and, have. Yeah, and I don't know why they you know, in a sense, blew their load for the third yeah. episode. Yeah, it yeah. seems strange. For a to really me. dull fight. Yeah. It, yeah. it seems strange to me because I felt like the first time Obi Wan you know activates activates his lightsaber, it should have been an important moment. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like whatever moment they chose, I don't even remember what it was. I can't remember when like, he first activated when his lightsaber. When was the first time he activated his lightsaber? I think it was when he saw Vader. And he's like, what have you become? What have you become? He activates his lightsaber? Okay. Deactivates I am what it, runs you away. made me. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he whatever that moment... He runs away, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whatever moment that was disappeared. Yeah. And whatever time he used his lightsaber after that was meaningless. Mm. Like, it, it's just like... Sad it just say, yeah. It just feels like they just sort of, like, foiled every moment they could have used or built. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I said in the in two weeks ago, when we mm-hmm. first discussed the first episode, is that this is going to be more for a relationship-building sort of series between Obi-Wan and leia and how we get to that point in mm. a new hope where leia can trust everyone yeah when she sends that message and stuff like that yeah the only positive i can take from this episode is how strong we actually see obi-wan with the force you know where yeah the, that was ridiculous i where, was like where, where the glass cracked and he was like using the force to hold I was like, i've never ocean. seen you use the force in this capacity before that is insane yeah to keep water out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like his like strength as a jedi was always like his precision like yeah. as a as a like combatant like he was mm. always like very precise with the yeah. strikes yeah and stuff like that that was like his strength mm. yeah yeah so to see him with the force t- to be used in a way that i haven't even seen yoda use it before yeah, his, his strength yeah. is not overwhelming power yeah, that's yeah. that's vader that's yeah. yoda that's i mean it, j- it just shows that disney has no idea of how to use utilize his property and they don't understand its history at all so yeah whatever yeah 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 <laughs> i'm sorry that's the way to put it i'm sorry it's the style is a big mess they should have just le- left it with george lucas but anyway enough enough of this we'll talk about episode five next week i'm sure but um let's wrap up the weekend box office now so number one and unsurprisingly is jurassic world dominion dominion 
<laughs> Dinosaurs rule the world, you know. And that made $143.37 million. And number two, also unsurprising, is Top Gun Maverick, and that made $50 million. That's crazy. Impressive. Yeah. And number three, we have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, that made $4.9 million. Number four, we have the Bob's Burgers movies. And that's two point three three million. And number five, yeah. eight weeks, yeah. eight weeks strong. We have the bad guys at two point two eight million. Now, before we get into anything, I just want to mention two things. First one is that Top Top Gun Maverick has reached seven hundred million worldwide. Mm-hmm. Second thing is everything everywhere all at once. Two weeks ago, I mentioned how it became the highest grossing film for A twenty four in the domestic market. Mm. It's now become the highest grossing film for A twenty four worldwide. Yeah. So yeah. lads, huh. those two things I just said mm. two seconds ago, and this top yeah. five. What's it? Well, those two movies uh, that you mentioned have two things in common: superb word of mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like something I haven't seen before, um, particularly in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. I mean, I- I'm so happy for the success that you know everything, everywhere, all at once is getting. Yeah. Um, it deserves it. I know it's not a wide release, I know it's not a popular release, but A24, it's good to see them breaking new ground with their good properties. Yeah. Um, your boy, the bad guys. I don't know how that's still in top five, dude. I felt I like mean, I saw I... that months ago. Yeah. Eight so, weeks. Yeah. I mean, kudos to that. Top Gun Maverick getting 50 million when Jurassic World opens up with 143 million, I think is absolutely ridiculous. They're taking one third yeah. of their, yeah. well, mm. uh, I guess 25% of their market there. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, as yeah. a film that came out, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's its week third three, week. Yeah. I, I think it I think it made the top 10 all-time third weekends ever. Yeah. I mean, I know it got uh, top 10 all-time second weekends, so Top Gun Maverick is hanging on insane, insane, like, stuff. I, I haven't seen this in ages, guys. This is huge. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I think it's going to have a, a pretty lengthy run still, considering it's only competition from here on out is Lightyear and Minions which is really not the demographic that Top Gun strikes anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So expect Jurassic World to have pretty steep falls considering the word of mouth. Yeah. And yeah, then agree, Top yeah. Gun to continue strong until... Thor? Maybe Alvis will take something decent from it yeah. considering the old demographic. And then yeah. Thor will clean it out pretty much. Yeah. Right. But I, I, th- I think you're looking at Top Gun Maverick being $600 million domestically. I think we've got a billion-dollar property here. It's yeah. $747 million right now. So it will hit... You know, seven fifty tomorrow. So, I think good. it will hit. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, it's it's at what's mm. already four hundred and uh, seven hundred and forty something million. Yeah, I think by tomorrow, um, we could even see tomorrow or the next day we could mm. see it overtaking, um, the second highest grossing, which was I forget um, the Batman, yeah. the Batman. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, it's the yeah. second highest grossing film. So tomorrow, tomorrow or like or, or Monday's box office, it will pass Doctor Strange as the highest grossing domestic film yeah 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 and and, and then eventually within yeah. the next two i would say two to three yeah. weeks probably the highest grossing film of 2022 so far agreed yeah that's yeah. I mean, crazy it's so ima- impressive ima- imagine someone saying that to you like before the thing started oh top one's gonna make more than dot strange and the batman yeah, you, you would have been like, "Yeah, right." Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, sit down, mate. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you're living in fantasy. Yeah, I think it's just really amazing to see, you know, a movie that doesn't have, you know, um, cease of CGI and have capes or yeah. lightsabers <laughs> to really just come and be the biggest, you know, 
box office performer of you know the year i think just jets and tom cruise yeah yeah Yeah. like again make a good movie people will come that's that's all it is at the end of the day it's a very simple formula i hope you know studios actually listen to what top gun's doing right now and actually be like hey we should be focusing on you know Mm -hmm. good movies yeah yeah quality of a quantity agreed all right that will do us today on the let's roll podcast hope you all enjoyed the show wherever you've been listening from if you agree or disagree with what we have said and you want to discuss it further, head over to moviegames.com or on Instagram and chuck us a message. Or you can find us on Facebook and you can message us there. If you enjoy the show and want to listen to more, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you, you like to get your podcast from. Thanks, Thank you everyone for tuning in today. That will do us for tonight. We're Movie Games. Catch you later. See you guys. See ya. Bye.